Well, Heels finished, guys, last night, and you guys missed, like, an amazing show, so. I saw your article. I like that you're just pitching it to Netflix. I mean, yeah. It, seriously, it should just go on Netflix. Yeah. So everybody can watch it, and everybody can love it. it and the end was so, so, so good. What happened in the end? I'm not going to spoil it. Why? I can't spoil it. Why can't? I feel like you should watch it. But okay. just spoil it. But stars. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, like, the two brothers are like, uh, they finally. Welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba television podcast. I'm Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And the hot pocket Sonia Larson, Dustin <laughs> Rolls. Oh, my stomach. <laughs> For those of you listening at home or wherever you are, uh, Dustin ate too many hot pockets today. Uh, and yeah. It was the first time I'd had hot pockets in literally 20 years, and I ate two and a half of them, and I, and I can barely walk. I'm just miserable. <laughs> <laughs> they were so, good. so it's gonna be a it's gonna yeah. be a great episode. Yeah. Um, uh, one small programming note before we start: uh, we were supposed to have uh, Lord Castleton as a special guest. Uh, Cord Lasselton. Out, oh, I'm sorry. Cord Lasselton was supposed to be on. Uh, he had accepted our challenge to uh, to defend his uh, his takes on uh, Ted Lasso, uh, but he chickened out. So. Uh, no, I'm kidding. He he couldn't make it, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to have him on he in the future. We're still gonna do that, just pockets. just not. Yeah, <laughs> and he is not feeling great. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll we'll have him on in the future. We'll still have that debate for fun. Um, but uh, but yeah, unfortunately, he couldn't make it tonight. Um, one what other, if... yes. Sorry, I was no, gonna no. say, what if we actually decided the Ted Lasso debate by eating hot pockets and. Oh. Dustin, by being here, de facto won. Yeah. That's right. It's, it's, like the, it's like the hot dog yeah. contest, right? You got to eat them, but you can't throw up. Right, so exactly. You have to eat, yeah. It's the highest number without throw. Oh, yeah. That's, that's gross. Also, I, now I'm imagining how many could professional eaters eat. Hot pockets? Hot pockets? They like yeah, hot pockets. scald their mouth. Oh, because they're so hot. That's true. They are. I mean, they would have to be like prepared properly so or i guess that is prepared properly is they just they're just too hot yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um it's like a cat uh, one thing that uh, i uh, eating contest <laughs> oh god everyone's gonna just be yes. bleeding uh, the uh uh i i feel like we didn't because we celebrated episode 100 uh a little while ago um but i don't know if we ever acknowledged that we hit two years did we acknowledge that have we hit two years we hit two years at the end of wow. September, so a couple weeks ago, that was like two years of this podcast, um, which was, yeah, it was like episode like 104-ish, I think. Yeah. Um, so what a weird two years. Happy two years. Happy. We did it. Aw. We're, we're in our terrible wow. twos. We're in our terrible twos. We're going to be <laughs> ornery and not agree to anything. Um, That's mostly yeah, just you, yeah. Dan. That's Maybe. true. I'm, I'm definitely the... The main one. Look, year three villain. Someone, someone has. There's <laughs> podcast can't survive on 
on uh, without conflict. You are Nate. Uh, you know, I'm, oh. I'm the, Oh, I'm the Nate. Okay, that's that's true. Oh, that's, that's fair a... because well, because I started as the good guy, and then now I have become yeah. the villain. Um, Are right, you? We'll, we'll get graying? to that. Am I what? I Are am graying? graying. Actually, I've yeah. grayed a lot. Oh, this is all. This is all making sense now. <laughs> I understand. Um, and I have become more powerful in the past year. So yeah, all of this, <laughs> all of this tracks. All of this we tracks. also can't see you, but you exclusively wear like suits. Dark oh, yeah. suits, I mean, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Stop spitting in the mirror, um, though, really. Oh. That's, it's, oh. the key is not that you stop spitting, it's just that you stop uh, cleaning. Oh. So oh. that it just, that it's just <laughs> gross and covered in spit all the time. Oh. Uh, before we get to Ted Lasso and some other shows, uh, what is everyone drinking tonight? Uh, Tori? Um... Well, I've still got that one can of the maple yeah. breakfast out, and I'm gonna leave it <laughs> uh-huh. there. I have I've decided I have the opposite of your magical mystery cabinet. Mm-hmm. I have a you know a, a fridge, and I know exactly what's in it, and it will stay there. Oh. Um, and I will just not touch it for until I'm desperate. So um, I I right now I am drinking French toast beer in my refrigerator from like oh, three oh, years from ago. Yeah. Con? That's, that's from that predates the podcast. Yeah. That predates the pot. Yeah. Oh, man. That's some old beer. That's gross. How about this, uh, Dustin? Yeah, you should drink it, and I'll drink mine, and we can compare notes. We can, we got to get something really disgusting. What if you save it for the holiday special, and then you drink it during the holiday special, and and the the holiday special is just you describing the experience? All right, I can do that. Oh, yeah. That could be good. Um, Well, I'm I'm having uh, whiskey with. Apple cider. Oh, that sounds good. I'm feeling. What right? kind of whiskey? Uh, monkey shoulder. Well, it's oh. yeah, monkey shoulder. Um, it is moderately priced and drinkable, and it's got monkeys on the bottle. What more could you possibly Nothing. want? <laughs> that does sound like a perfect whiskey. It's good mixing whiskey. Like I don't feel bad putting stuff in it. Like. I'm, you can drink it on its own, but like I, it, I definitely don't feel bad having it mm-hmm. like for cocktails. Right. Um, Dustin, what about you? I'm having the same three beers I had last week because it was a really good combination of the, uh, the raspberry sour, uh, <laughs> preble, uh, and then the uh, my favorite beer, which is the Austin Street uh, Pale Ale, and then the um, uh, farm, the Oxbow Farmhouse. Mm. Also. This is breaking news, but it won't be on Wednesday. And it's not really that breaking right now because it's happened three hours ago. But Matt Amodio has finally been eliminated from Jeopardy. Oh. Nobody cares? Oh. I thought you were talking about no. Survivor, and I was like, what? No, no, no. The Jeopardy day. Yeah, How long had it been? That was It was his 39th game. Second longest streak ever. Jesus. Yeah. He lasted longer than Mike Richards. Yes, he did. Does that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Does, wait. Does that make him like now that he's officially no longer a contestant? Can he? Host? Is he in the running to be the I... host? <laughs> like honestly, if... why wasn't that the competition the whole time? Right. What if he just becomes host? <laughs> what if? Yeah. Next week he's there. May as well. Oh. But he's uh. Didn't he reach like second in money? Third. He never. Holes out on middle, almost as much as Ken Jennings in like thirty three games, which was two point five million. Right. And Ken Jennings did it in seventy four. 
Wow. I think maybe the money values were lower under Jennings. I don't remember when they switched from like. But but Holzhauer also his his strategy like was built. Yes. To maximize. Yes. It's like yeah. all risk. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's your Jeopardy update. Thanks, Dustin. Um, who's who's hosting it these days? Uh, Mayam Bialik, and she will, okay. I believe, uh, for no, until November, and then Ken Jennings comes back, and then they sort of alternate until they find a replacement. Okay, so they're not they're not like officially Permanent. like we're the new co-host. No, but Mayam really wants it, and she's talking about it a lot. She they had a Times piece with her today about her wanting it again. I think what maybe but she she has call me cat that's box. true and some baggage right i don't feel like that's what you should call call me cat <laughs> it's <laughs> just a tv show yeah it's a tv show that you enjoyed this i will say yeah. as as the host she's very good if you can put aside all of her shit mm-hmm. i don't think anyone's gonna yeah. put aside her shit but she's very good as the host right I always, and this is where, like, I always read through her comments and I, the stuff that she, where it's like, why are you talking? Like, you mm-hmm. shouldn't have talked. And it's happened enough times and it's any single one of them you could maybe right. kind of yeah. go like, maybe it was out of, maybe it was mis, you meant one thing and it came across a different way. And like any single one of them, <laughs> it's like, it just keeps happening. <laughs> and at any, at Either way, it's like just you just didn't need to say any yeah. of it. Just stop. And I mean the the, the whatever the supplements for like to make you smarter that she's promoting. Oh God, that's, that's yeah, enough right there. Come on. But then again, you know, you think about Pat Sajak, who says you know horrible things on Twitter all the time. Right. Yeah, but he's a white oh, man. I forgot. <laughs> Yeah. Now we need our women to be perfect. Uh, but also she's really yeah, yeah. she's got some bitches. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, she really yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really want to like her. I'm like you're blossom. Mm-hmm. Like I want to root for you. Why do you make it so hard? <laughs> uh. Alas. Uh, that way, Dustin. Did you watch all? Th- I feel like we didn't really talk about it, but did you watch through all of the um, when the various people were trying out? I watched quite a bit of it. Yeah. Was there someone who was like you're like, oh, I think this per-, like out of that group at least were, that uh, impressed? You? If not for her personal issues, Maya Bialik, I thought was the best pure host. I also thought oh, okay. Buzzy Cohen was really good too. Of course yeah. she did. I'm sorry. It was really now good. who's the villain? <laughs> I wish I could say that the bar was great, but he 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 was he was he was okay. He wasn't bad. He just wasn't. But he only he also yeah, only, he only got, got one, one week, week, right? And I yeah. the only one I saw was his first one, and he admitted himself he was like over eager. But like every, after every time somebody answered, he would go yes, which was kind of exciting for a minute. But then it was like, oh my god, he's still doing it. <laughs> yeah, but also like you, you, you see him for a week, but it's like a day or two of right. taping. Like, right. so it's kind of hard. It's really not enough time to like get right, better. For him to like learn. Yeah, and sure. Improve. Like I think it's I think it's one day. I think a week's yeah. episode is one day of taping. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean if you're picking on personality, you could go with Babar and just assume he will get really good at it. I mean, right. he hosted... How many years did he host Reading Rainbow? I have no idea. A lot. But, like, yeah, like, he'll be fine. Yeah, he yeah. would he would have been fine. I'm glad, yeah. like, good for him that this didn't happen, because I think that you wanna... he will have something better coming. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Indeed. Interesting choices, Dustin. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I liked the, the random, like, fan casting that was happening on Twitter. This is before they did the tournament where people were like, Mina Kimes should do it. And I was like, oh, yeah, Mina Kimes would be great. Um, she's a ESPN analyst, but she's super oh. smart and like, and like very poised at, in like her, but like she's like poised but excitable, so I feel like she could hit like both sides of it. Where like she would be a good poised host, but like when you need her to get excited, it'd be fun. See, my my problem is that the only fan casting that stuck with me was one time in Slack when TK said it should be Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> And I literally have not been able to get that out of my head for months. <laughs> and so now whenever when anyone's like, okay, so we're going to do the, we've got to like find a new host. Like that all fell through. And I'm like, why isn't Gilbert Godfrey? Right. <laughs> I can see that. Like you just can't top that. But what, I, you know, I'm sure he has like a normal voice too. And that would be so bizarre to hear him. I don't think he no? does. Like, cause like Bobcat Goldwith, he, when he talks normally, you're like, what, what, what's going on? But even his normal voice isn't like, no, it's, it's normal lure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not that normal. Hi, Penny. Oh, sorry. Hi, Penny. Why <laughs> are you sorry? The dog is the best. It's the best part of the yeah. podcast. Us. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows it's Penny and the trains, and Nadja when she shows up. <laughs> and we're a very distant kind of force. Yeah. Um. We're filler. Uh, We're the filler acts. Yeah, they're they're the real stars. Yeah. Um, where were we? Oh, we're still talking about drinking. Uh, I'm drinking Jura whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little more left. Uh, I'm not gonna finish it tonight. There's probably enough for like one more evening, uh, at some point. But um, and then it'll refill itself. And then it'll refill itself I'm magically. Huh. It's weird how that happens. Um. Yeah. So let's see. What are we talking about this week? Uh. Oh. <laughs> So another thing that we missed, speaking of things that we missed, uh, was uh, SNL returned actually last week. So there have now been two new episodes of SNL. And normally we touch on it a little bit because Dustin likes to watch well, it. The, uh, yeah, that one um, Wilson episode was kind of a... Right. But even, I mean, both episodes have been fine. Uh, the, the first one was better than... This one was kind of... I mean, I don't know. The... The, so this last week's one was Kim Kardashian uh, hosting, and it felt like, to me, like when she wasn't doing Kardashian-related stuff because they had her mother and her yes, sister that on. Was bad. Um, like like those sketches were the the sketches where she was actually doing a sketch were at least interesting, and then like the ones that were leaning on Kardashian stuff were not good. That is true, hmm. and although I think that. This episode, I think a lot of people online did like it a lot. I've mm -hmm. gotten quite a bit of uh, feedback. <laughs> <laughs> We're not giving her enough credit. Oh, uh, and I, just, just because maybe I didn't understand all the jokes because I don't know much about her and there were jokes. But right. they were, I mean, 
I mean, yeah, particularly the stuff with Chris Jenner and Chloe, those just were not good skits and they were very bad in them. And right. I don't think there's a lot of like inside jokes with that, that I could be missing. I don't know. It seemed pretty obvious. I did not know who all the people were on the uh, Bachelorette parody. Oh, yeah. But Well, one of them was the guy from The Boys, right? Or, well, from Gossip Girl. Chase yeah. Crawford? Oh, yeah, he was, he yeah, was I one didn't of them. see the original Gossip Girl, so I had no idea who that was. But he said, I'm also on The seen, Boys. Yeah, you've seen The Boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, on The Boys. He also said it in oh, the whatever. sketch. I... <laughs> <laughs> see, Dustin, this is, these are the kind of... Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Dustin, do you watch SNL at an accelerated speed? I don't. That's actually one of the shows okay. I don't because uh, I watch it with my son, and he, he okay. doesn't like it when I watch things at quick speed. Yeah, because he, because he your son a, is right. He's a correct <laughs> human. We actually watch it on the TV, which you can't speed up. Okay. Um, yeah, that that sketch was. I mean, that one was an example to me where it was like, there's. Like the premise, you get it. Like it's a bunch of, you know, hot famous people, and uh, and then one weirdo right. uh, played by Dustin's favorite uh, performer <laughs> on the show. Um, but the uh, but it was because it clearly had to be seven minutes. They had so many celebrities. It's like okay, we get it. We get the joke. You're just doing the same joke. Well, like, I read online that you know the real joke was that they had all these huge celebrities and then didn't use them and that was brave that's not how jokes work. I, don't, I guess but it's i mean it is kind of funny it's like i mean was was chris rock only able to show up for that one sketch or like could you have just made him the host yeah <laughs> it was a little weird and john cena you know you got john cena and he had like right five words right do you think there's a weird like and i uh, this is when i start feeling like i'm just old um but like snl is better when they have a comedian and i know there's only there's i guess they, you know, there aren't enough comedians and i know that they need to get different audiences to pay attention so they get different kinds of celebrities but it's right. it's remember when they just would have comedians right <laughs> i mean that's that's kind of the problem is that like they do I mean, they, they very, you know, they will often book the host based on, it, it's not about whether or not the show is good. It's about whether or not they can get people curious enough to tune in. Right. right. So. And the ratings that were also up feels, for this one. Yeah. Because yeah. people were curious. I thought it was an interesting, like, experiment. I, and she did have a good monologue. For whatever that yeah. was worth. Also, in... That's I fine. wanted to talk to Dan about this because they have a new uh, comedy troupe, and I honestly had to rewind it because uh, I started fast forwarding through it because I thought it was a commercial, one of those commercials mm -hmm. that looked like because there's nobody, there was no cast members in it, and then right. when I realized that I rewound it, and I think I was kind of annoyed with it already, so when I watched it, I didn't like it because of that annoyance. Oh, I liked it. I thought it was. Well, I watched it again later, and it was. Okay. I didn't hate it. <laughs> Dustin, you're not hip to the comedy of the youth. I, I, like I don't I am, know. So, um, so, so what Dustin's referring to is uh, there was a, a taped sketch uh, from 
a group called Please Don't Destroy, who I also have not heard of because I am also not hip to the comedy of the youth. But uh, they're uh, I, just in five seconds of Googling, they're a, uh, they're a sketch group came, that came out of NYU together. Uh, they were all hired as writers this season. And um, because Beck Bennett left, um, that means the only member, the, previ- the last time they brought in people uh, from a sketch group uh, was Good Neighbor, which was Beck Bennett and um, Kyle Mooney. Ugh. And I am blanking on the name of the third member who was hired as a writer, director. Was but, that Michael um, Bryan? No, no, not no, Michael no, Bryan. Michael uh, Bryan came out of Chicago. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Um, shit. Yeah, well, yeah, I can't think of his name either. Let me, I can, I can look it up. It takes just a few seconds. But anyway, um, the point being that uh, they were, uh, you know, their good neighbor no longer really exists to do, um, you know, to do film pieces. So now they have, uh, now they have this new group, uh, Please Don't Destroy. That was their first one. But they're all, but they were all hired as writers, at least for this season. So um, because of that, like you said, Dustin, like it was a surprise that to see them on screen. Um, but, uh, but they were, uh, um, you know, Dustin, some people, Kyle Mooney's, uh, actually has quite a, do you like Connor O'Malley? Here's a question. You don't know who Connor O'Malley is. Wait, I can't, is Dustin talking? Tori, you don't hear Dustin now? It's yeah, I don't. It says he left. (laughs) <laughs> Dustin, you have to quit and rejoin. Or do I? No, 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 Tori, I can still he- hear and see you. Okay. So Dustin has to leave and come back. Um, <laughs> it's going to be that kind of show. Is there weather on the East Coast or something? Uh, I think it's probably just Dustin's. Yeah. Dustin. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> what, uh, what we were talking about. You were looking up who the third member of Good Neighbor was. Oh, right. Well, so there were... Uh, the other member who was hired on SNL was Dave McCary, who was hired as a writer. Oh. Um, and then he left... Uh... Oh, yeah. No, sorry. He was a segment director. So, yeah, he was hired along with Kyle Mooney and uh, Beck Bennett. Um, but uh, there was a fourth... Uh, fourth member uh nick rutherford who i think was hired as a writer for a little bit i'm not sure or he wasn't um oh dave mccary is the one who married emma stone oh so he's from yeah it's the good neighbor guy does that mean that kyle mooney was at their wedding he probably was at their wedding that would also That also is probably why she does so much. I mean, just because they were all would have all been writers at the same time, mm-hmm. she does so much stuff with Julio Torres. Oh, okay. Because she sense. did like segments in his comedy special, and mm-hmm. yeah. Dustin, are you back? I am back. All right, Dustin. The uh, the other member, the third member who was uh, hired was Dave McCary, who ended up who is now married to Emma Stone. Oh, oh. Um, so and then there was a fourth member who was not hired. Uh, oh, that poor guy. That's gotta suck when you, it's a yeah. four-person group and three of you get into SNL. <laughs> but that's definitely kind of happened before. Like uh, there was a story. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Bill Hader had a story where you know when he uh, when he auditioned or before he auditioned, um, they they sent you know 
talent scouts out to watch their sketch group, but it was clear that they were just there to watch Bill Hader. Mm. But but his group, I, if if I'm getting the story right, I think they were very supportive and they were just like, no, we know he's here. They're here for Bill, but let's make sure he has a good show. Oh. But again, that's one person out of a group. Right, right, right. Versus three out of four. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Please Don't Destroy is the new version of Good Neighbor, which was the new version of Lonely Island. Um, and uh, their debut sketch was a filmed piece called uh, Hard Seltzer. And it was about the fact that everyone has hard seltzer now. And it was pleasantly funny. <laughs> and Dustin didn't get it because he and likes Dustin, beer. I was annoyed with it. it. I, I think it was making fun of me. It was it too close to home, and I couldn't see the humor right under my nose. But Dustin, <laughs> wouldn't you wouldn't you buy a J.C. Penny uh, seltzer <laughs> if it was offered to you? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I do enjoy seltzer. Yeah. Um. What else was there any other part of SNL that you enjoyed or uh oh oh there was that one really absurd skit with the lotto numbers that uh I could not stop Oh I love that at. one. That was really yeah. good. That was great. <laughs> one um, meatball. <laughs> Tori all the setup was just that there were uh the lotto numbers uh, Kim Kardashian and then uh Cecily uh, Cecily Strong were both playing like the lotto woman. Oh like yeah, the numbers, um, and so so they kept switching back and forth to like because they were like two different lotteries, but the balls keep getting screwed up, so and it just gets more and more absurd. So it starts with like the first time it goes through, one of them is like, was it blank or something? Or no, one of them was a letter. Yeah. So it's like three regular numbers and then the letter. They're like, oh, we think that might have been wrong, but let's go to the other one, and they go to the other one, and then it's like one is blank and one is like 4,000. Like, okay, something's <laughs> going wrong, and it keeps getting worse and worse. Uh, just more absurd. But but the two of them are, you know, professional lotto women, so their cadence and everything is the same exactly, and they're not bothered by any of it. That's awesome. It's like so, a it was great. guy's was dismembered hand just starts coming up. <laughs> yeah, at one point the, uh, they brought in a, uh, a repairman, uh, and he tries to fix it, and then the next on the next lotto pull, he's clearly been eaten by the machine because his finger and blood and his mustache <laughs> are all the the things that are winning. Nothing more exciting than describing a sketch right. to someone who hasn't seen it. This is what we like to call excellent content. Uh, anyway, SNL is back. But speaking of excellent content, Penny's uh, here. It's time. Penny's here. Thank, thank God. I, I have but, to let the dog out. You, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I had a great transition. I know. All teeing up. You are really doing a great job, Dan. Don't let this oh, get you down. Thanks, Tori. You know, I mean, I try. I'm trying, I know. I'm trying here, you know. And, and Penny just steals your thunder. Penny, I mean, look, Penny's a star. No I one know. can deny that. So. But she's a real diva about it sometimes. <laughs> uh, while we have to fill time, uh, Tori, how is your uh, Cowboy Bebop rewatch going? It's going very well. How far in are you? Um, we uh, just did the Faye Valentine, like her backstory episode. Oh, okay, okay. Where she was like, yeah, thawed. Um, Um, cool. Yeah, no, it was fun because like I realized I kind of took it for granted that I had seen it. And then I was like, I don't 
I think I've seen random episodes, but I had never, I don't think I'd ever sat down and like properly made sure I watched all of it. Yeah. Um, and my husband was like, oh, you haven't, have you? <laughs> Let's just watch this. Uh, are you going to watch the movie too before? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I'll, I'll watch. Yeah. I was just kind of getting excited for it. Although um, now I'm starting to feel guilty because I still haven't watched Succession. And I feel uh, like I probably ought to. Yeah, but that's going to be a lot of TV. It's to so catch much. Because it's 20 hours. And like, I'm not going to watch Heels. Like, why would I watch right. the really good show? Right. Why would you watch the really good show that everyone's going to talk about? And that we're going to probably talk about for the next two months. But. All right, fine. I know I need to watch it. No, I mean, look, it's, it's, uh, this would actually put you on the side of, uh, Cord Lasselton, because I believe Cord does not like succession. So, doesn't like it. Oh, but he's actually tried it. I think he tried, or I don't even know if he's tried it, but I think there's something about the subject matter that maybe does not appeal to Cord, which I guess I could understand. But, hmm. um, but so that being said, um, Wait, was that your assignment? Were you supposed to, like, your your like New Year's resolution? Were you supposed to watch Succession? I don't remember. I, I don't should remember go back either. and, yeah. And we don't write these down. So. We don't. <laughs> no, I remember that I assigned Rocky Ted Lasso. And she hasn't watched it. And she hasn't watched it. I'm sure, yeah. What was my assignment? <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, we've got a few more months. We can probably... Well, I'm sure we'll be able to watch whatever we were assigned. Right. Um, I'm just curious now what I was assigned. Uh, I know. I really don't remember. Um, and if only there was a record of that that yeah. could be explored. It's... Oh God. You know, we really should start recording um, our conversations. That and, would be good. Yeah, um, posting them somewhere. Uh, I have a question. Can you hear Dustin? No. Oh, okay. Maybe I have not just, heard a thing. Maybe he just went away. I mean, oh, no, there he goes. On my side, it says he's left. Yep, he's left. <laughs> oh, so he just left completely. Cool. Well, it's getting better then that, like, at least he's not getting split between us. Um, this, is, this is an excellent show. And is I'm this not the cutting... way? No, don't okay. cut any of it. Is oh, this no. the way that he's just going to avoid talking about La Brea? Oh, but he loves La Brea. Or did he Does, not like it? Well, I don't know. Does I he still love it? I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. Um, and we may never find out if he doesn't come back. Right. I believe he should be back shortly, but let's see. Uh, let's see how that goes. Maybe he's practicing avoidance techniques for when Manifest is back. My thing uh, is going out for no good reason. Did you did you unplug the microphone again, Dustin? I don't yeah. think so. Maybe <laughs> I did when I was putting down the computer to put out the goddamn dog. <laughs> did um, you bring anyway. it back in? Yes, I brought her back in. So okay, good. Hopefully, she will leave me alone now. Because I don't know if you know this, but there are trains out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, so where were we? Uh, mm. Oh yes. So uh, I forgot the transition. It's time for our our, our new segment, uh, "Into the Sinkhole" with Dustin. <laughs> and if we had a budget for it, we would put in some kind of fancy sound effect. <laughs> Like a plonking down a well. <laughs> oh, a plonk would be great. Right? Um, this is Dustin's weekly uh, weekly coverage of the hit NBC series La Brea, which uh, I watched the first episode, but I have not watched the second. Tori has not seen either, uh, and Dustin has seen all of it. So, Well, the thing about uh, the Dustin, second episode, and, yes. and, and, and what I know about second episodes from Dan, 
who knows television is that they basically restate the pilot. Yes. And that is mostly what this one does. Um, you know, in the underground world, they just spend most of the time running from saber-toothed tigers and then bringing supplies back to the guy who got injured in the first episode. And the only thing, the only really, the only real advancement in that is that um, they discover the La Brea Tarpets. The, the, the stoner guy, turns out he's got a master's in anthropology and works at the La Brea Museum. Okay. So when he sees... He sees the La Brea tar pits because he stops some camels from getting stuck in it. And then he's Ooh. like, then he's like, oh my gosh, those are the same camels that I, that, you know, paleontologists or whatever discovered in the La Brea tar pits. And I just stopped that from happening. Mm -hmm. And then he remembered that happened in 10,000 BC. So now he knows they are stuck in 10,000 BC. Wait, but okay. so is the premise that they can change? The past? I, I yes, they, I guess they can because in in some ways because also topside uh, the um, the ring that Natalie Z's character lost that the husband found in the present day mm -hmm. he got it carbon dated and they said that this is from ten thousand BC because you can carbon date those sorts of things I don't know how you do that yeah yeah it's just radioactive half-lives or whatever mm. but yeah. we did learn that so when the guy's plane crashed uh and he started having the visions oh right it, the uh the echo the separated husband right when yes. when he uh he started having the visions of like uh, this underground world uh it was when his plane crashed the first time it was near one of these same sinkholes in the mojave desert mm. and somehow having crashed like 30 miles away from that gave him the visions. Right. Because that's okay, how science works. You keep saying the visions as if he's got like the shakes. Well, they kind <laughs> of are. <laughs> yeah, because he, he's the one. I mean, that's also what like why his career ended and why he was trying to get separated because people think he's crazy. Um, so there's another just... sinkhole. Yes. Hmm. And that's the one that the shady government people were referencing, right? Yes, so they know about what's going on. And right. um, they've decided to send like a, a manned drone down there, and it looks like they're going to have him pilot it. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing that technology seems to fail. Right. Right. The way and also that he's like maybe not troubled yeah well they got they got the green light because of the carbon dating okay that doesn't have anything to do with his ability to man an aircraft that right. is gonna short out sure <laughs> <laughs> the provenance of his like treasure hunting <laughs> but he's a pilot so he yeah you know, but apparently that worked yeah. out real well for him in the past <laughs> So are you still enjoying the show? Well, this episode was kind of, because it was, you know, not, not a lot of it in Manson. So I'm hoping, like, in the next week's episode, we'll get some more mysteries. Mm -hmm. Some more interesting stuff happens instead of okay. just restating what we already know. Were was there any there... more monsters? Um, there was a second saber-toothed tiger 
that knocked one of the guys off a cliff. Nice. Okay. Uh, so so we've lost now that person plus whoever was eating. Oh, he did not was. die. He did not die. Oh. They just okay. went down and got him. <laughs> Is he, he okay? Well, he, he like hurt his back and they had to walk him back. <laughs> That's <laughs> the lamest cliff fall ever. Wait, which well, guy no. was it? It was the dad of that other, it was the doctor guy. Oh, John Cena? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But also, you know the cop who was looking for uh, the person the, the person who had the trunk full of heroin? Yes. She found him, and it was her son. Oh. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. She was trying to find him because it was her son, not because uh, he, she was after him to arrest him. So she knew her son had a trunk full of heroin? Yes. Okay. Oh. And they're all still worried about the trunk full of heroin, even though they're in the past. Well, she wasn't worried about it. She was just worried about him. Oh, okay. Because he had a trunk full of heroin. Do they all know about the heroin now? Like, I, I don't think so. There was also like one religious, crazy, this religious sister who insisted on, you know the guy that got eaten by the wolf? Yes. She insisted on burying him because she's like, my Christian religion demands it. And then she gets really weird about her sister watching YouTube videos and she's like, I don't know, like a Seventh-day Adventist or something. I mean, we know how that worked out on Squid Game. Right, right. <laughs> uh, anyway, did, she's good. Did they have, has the traffic cop shown up? The traffic cop? Remember, the first person to fall oh. into the sinkhole was the woman traffic cop. I traffic, yeah. don't think so, no. She's in a ditch somewhere. She just hurt her back. That's all that happened. <laughs> she fell down. She, but, but she, just fell, she like, just fell. She just hurt her back. But it feels like she should be the linchpin to under, understanding the the theory of like what's happening because it seemed like people who fell just as humans survived, and people who were like, like there was a guy who was in a in a truck or something, but like he was dead because it seemed like you land right. Like you, like you land with full force if you're if you're in a vehicle but if you're just a person then you'll you float right sweetly down to earth from 30 so i'm saying it's justice for a uh, traffic cop lady um. <laughs> I don't, i'm having some, i i continue to have hard times with how the sign the the sinkhole portal mechanics yes yes <laughs> There was a there one of our one of our listeners uh, uh, agreed with you that like that yes that doesn't make sense. I'm thank you, thank <laughs> you. I look it up? No, I no, it's fine. I just I, all this beforehand. No, it's okay. It's enough. I take your word for it. Somebody agreed with me. Also, JS says uh, drinks uh, in between Dunkin' and Starbucks. I discovered today she prefers. Um, um, uh, gas station coffee. Yeah, because, well, at least around here, gas station coffee is better. A particular gas station? or I don't know. Just in general? I don't know. Hmm. All right. Gas station uh, coffee is disgusting. No, that's not... Like rest well, stop. No, I mean, in Vermont, all the gas station coffee is the good stuff. That's because I mean, we don't really have coffee shops. Oh, and also in, like, the Wawa's, I guess. That's, that's good coffee, right, apparently. I've never been to a Wawa. I, I've been once. It was fine. Is that the Pennsylvania one? Yeah, the thing that Philadelphians fucking freak out about. 
And you go, and you're like, oh, this is a truck stop. <laughs> anyway, JS is right. Yeah, all right. And Vermont, you have good, because do. you don't have. Because we don't Duncan's. have coffee shops. I right, mean, we okay. got Dunkin's, but like nobody goes and gets the Dunkin' coffee because you can just, the gas station, the, gas that the, station. the Dunkin' is always attached to a gas station and the gas station oh, has yeah, better yeah. coffee. Because uh, it's all Green Mountain Coffee, Speeder and Earl's, like they have all the local brands in their own like I see. personal Green, crafts and you can, oh, yeah, and there's like 12 of them. Yeah. yeah. Green Mountain Coffee is not very good. Well, no, but that's, so, right. That's not the best one, but they'll usually have that, like a bunch of flavors of that and then they'll have like uh vermont coffee and speeder and earls which were the other two oh. brands that are better somebody recently got me like a hundred pack of uh green mountain k-cups and now i'm just stuck drinking that every day like they're fine yeah, they're, they're fine no, good. No, they're fine although some of their flavors they have like a blueberry one. Oh, mm. not you and your god damn it what <laughs> what <laughs> flavored coffee too i'm saying it's not good <laughs> Do you put syrup in that too? I just don't drink that. I tried it once and I was like, this is awful. Although syrup would, maple syrup would naturally make it better because it makes everything better. I feel like maple syrup is kind of a waste in Green Mountain coffee though. It's like, it's not going to improve it enough. I would like, you're going to add something sweet to it. Oh, I drink coffee black. Well, that's your problem. Well, unless it's Duncan. Duncan, I have to get the sugar and cream because it's cracked. Yeah. Even and if I, you ask them not to add it, it's like, it's, it's, like I order black coffee from them and it is still filled with sugar somehow. Yeah, they did Oh somehow. yeah, that is right. <laughs> That's weird. It is the weirdest thing. <laughs> um. So anyway, Dustin, are you still into La Brea? I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm into it still. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm on um, long haul. What do you, what do you hope for uh, <laughs> from episode three? Well, I think we're gonna see a woolly mammoth, and I think also uh, that we're gonna find out that there's the preview shows that there's like a dead person from the present down there in a cave. So okay. somebody else, I guess, maybe fell into the La Brea tar pits. Maybe that's what uh, happens. Maybe yeah. it's oh. The traffic cop. Maybe that'd be nice. Well, it's a cadaver. It's like a corpse, though, like a like a skeleton that had been there for a while. Oh, okay. So it's like this happened somehow a while ago. Right, but the person has like a modern sweatshirt on, so you're Got like, it. oh, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, that reminds me. Uh, a couple more questions. Uh, what's up <laughs> with uh, with uh, the the guy who looks like he's been there, like the guy who looks like he should be native, but is a white guy. Oh, he, he like did not. Furs. He didn't appear in this okay. episode. Okay. Um, hmm. And uh, what happened with the, how did, did they say, I'm assuming they saved the son and he's fine now. Yeah. They, yeah. He, the, the infection got bigger and bigger and then she just put like a needle of antibiotics in him and he was, he was fine like two minutes later. Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's how antibiotics that's how antibiotics work. work. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, any any movement on the uh, the will they won't they of the the son who was in pain and the angsty college girl who's not going to be a med student? No, I think the will they won't they is still Natalie Z and John Seda. Oh, okay. 
You can have two Willy Wonka. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And it's not weird if they're parent couple and child couple. <laughs> Wait, so are they going to set up a triangle when the husband comes down in his like oh. broken oh. drone? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know who the husband is, but I feel like I would still choose John Seda. Yeah, I would too, because the husband's a very bad actor. Uh, I mean, he, he's not given a lot. Anybody that has to like pretend to have visions, that's a hard acting gig. Yeah, it's a hard job. Um, if if the husband shows up, what is going to happen to the daughter in the present? Day? Yeah. Oh, who knows? I have no oh, idea. Did she'll she hang do out anything with, this episode? Or just... she'll, uh, I think maybe she had a conversation with uh, Ioni Sky. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's right. So she'll Who's hang out with, with her, her aunt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's the cheese. <laughs> Wait, I want to go back to the heroine. Okay. How long do you think it'll take before somebody gets injured in a way that the only thing they can give them is the heroine? Oh, that's going to happen soon. Yeah. Like, is it going to be John Seda and his back injury? That actually makes sense. That's the perfect painkiller. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, you've got a, tr- a trunk full That's, of heroin. Yes. Right. yes, I like it. You're actually going to have to use it for its medicinal purpose. At some point. Right. Or, you know, yeah. Um, and then, you know, there'll be a whole withdrawal thing, and it'll be well, really, like... Now they need you as a writer, because you could also, like, help them with the science of the portal somehow. <laughs> I feel like it's too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do a mid-season swerve where we, like, fix it. <laughs> Try to explain it. Oh, God, am I going to have to start watching this show? I really think you should. <laughs> I want I want to I'm kind of holding out until I hear if there are more monsters. Well, there's like, a woolly mammoth coming. I know, and that I'm excited about, but the fact that they repeated the saber-toothed tiger two episodes in a row. Well, I mean, it it's saber-toothed tiger had like a, a friend. I mean, I understand that they hunt in packs, Dustin. No, oh, okay. And that was kind of the that was kind of the uh, the cliffhanger of the first one. Yes. Right. So I guess it was a holdover, but I'm just saying. I also, want them to. I, I want to make sure that the SF that the special effects bu- budget is being utilized. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I did a little research on 10,000 BC in LA, and so far, you know, things are track because that is the woolly mammoth and the saber tooth tigers, and um. And the camels. Yes, and camels. Oh. And um, also, people might have started uh, bopping around there around then. Cause that's right, because they fell through the sinkhole. And yeah. Oh, there. yes. That's what sinkhole, that's what, literally what the show is positive. Yeah, yeah okay. There's a real Balsar Galactica <laughs> scenario. <laughs> Yo, if Trisha Helfer shows up in this, like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good reason to watch. Oh, wait, I saw her. Oh, she was on The Rookie this week. Aww. Yeah. How's The Rookie doing? Uh, fine. They, one of their cast members just mysteriously left the show, and nobody knows why. Hmm. And the showrunner, well, they had to kill him off. Like, they had a stunt double, and they shot him in the back. And he was the cast regular since the, the, the pilot. Uh, and the showrunner was like, we had to because he decided not to come back to the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like his contract was up or he broke his contract? Uh, that is also unclear. Hmm. Huh. If he was a regular, what season are they on? Like season four or five? I think four. 
It feels like he would still be under contract. But I mean, you know, you can always get out of it. It's not like it's not like it's impossible. But, right. Um, well, I it, it's hard to say, but he he was a black character and uh, you know, playing a cop and that might have played into it, particularly last season because he got they were, you know, they were trying to do yeah. the right stuff and he sort of like became the figure for that and basically he just got abused all season long by a racist white cop played by um uh superman oh right he was in that story line. yeah yeah I forgot about that and yeah I that would yeah that would suck also he apparently has a burgeoning uh singing career oh so what you're saying is he'll be fine yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he'll be fine. I liked him, though. And that was Into the Sinkhole <laughs> with Dustin. Uh, Dustin, thank you for showing us everything in the sinkhole, which apparently includes uh, a little bit of the river. Titus Macon Jr., yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now out of the sinkhole and onto the pitch for the last time until next year or until we... Uh, get Cord Lasselton, the coward, on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, the last Friday was the uh, season two finale of Ted Lasso. Um, we got some things right, or oh, we I don't know. I got some things wrong for sure. So, but um, I don't know. How did you guys feel about the finale? I like the parts of it that you got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I too enjoyed that I was wrong about some things. It made me really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, Specifically, you were wrong about uh, Roy and Keeley, sort I of. I was wrong about Roy and Keeley, yeah. Although they did definitely, it feels like that that is obviously, will continue to be a... a little rocky. Yeah. Uh, but they did not get married and they did, or they did not get engaged and they did not break up totally. Yep. Um, not, not at all. There was no breaking up. Right. No. No, but I think it is. You but they're know. definitely hinting at like a at a scenario where, you know, they're they're gonna find that the relationship has run its course. But why does it need to run its course just because she she doesn't? I don't. Know. I don't think they're it's too even... good. Together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like I I'm on the fence. I think I'll be happy however it plays out, but I do think that it's not necessarily that like I think there's there's a story in there that is just Roy having to process his own insecurities around that. Right. And there yeah, and, there's a situation where he breaks up with her because he thinks that's what she needs. Right. Or or it's whether he does that and she's like no you idiot, I don't need that or it's just he, you know, because this is most of this problem is him right yes and what's been interesting in their relationship is that the problem is almost always him mm-hmm. he misunderstands what she's trying to, what she says she needs mm-hmm. and so i can see this as him again kind of thinking she you know the inverse she doesn't need him right. and it's like well no she doesn't nobody needs each other they want each other and it's like you know can will they land on that or will they kind of have the separation where it's like you know we've learned a lot from each other and it's time to to move on but i i don't see them ending in a acrimonious way 
No, right, right. No. Um, but I, I do think they'll they'll pull it pull it off. I think they'll they'll stay together somehow because I don't. I think this is all in Roy's head, and it's going to be a one of those things of like. She is an amazing woman. She's going to do all these things, and she also wants him, and that is mm-hmm. like, like it doesn't have to be one or the other. Right. Um, it's just whether he can put up with, you know, being secure enough in their relationship to, to know that, you know, she's off doing these things and she'll come back to him. Right. So also maybe don't just drop six week trips on people without talking to them yeah, first. Cause yeah. like, who, like that was, <laughs> it was a lovely gesture, but like, that's not like a weekend away. Like, right. like come on now. Well, it, it is Although in Europe, you know, they do take August off. Yeah, but it is interesting that that was a very like rom com style move, and and she's but like her response is very like grounded in you know a relative reality where it's like no you can't just drop this on me yeah like I have stuff to do and like even though you want me to and I want to go that doesn't mean that we can actually do this yeah last minute six week trip when I'm starting a new company yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought their storyline, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Sam decided to stay, but not for Rebecca, mm-hmm. which I thought was good. Um, they did win. They got upcycled, but... Promoted, yes. Whatever. Um, same thing. <laughs> with a tie, which we weren't, we didn't know about until like there in the end. Oh, you can do right. it with a tie. Right. But again, it was so... Like, I think it, even though it happened, it still furthers my argument that this show, like, the football has just taken such a backseat. <laughs> like, I feel like we got to that last game, and if they weren't like, this is the big one, I would not have known. Mm-hmm. Well, they definitely, like, I mean, they definitely kind of hand-waved a lot of the season. Um, but also, I mean, I know that there are people, uh, Cord, uh, who did not <laughs> enjoy that aspect of it, but I, I had no problem with it. Because it meant we got to spend more time with characters. Who were um, the good ones? And, oh, and also the football that they did show was great and entertaining. Yeah, we just didn't need that much of it. I mean, it's football; it's fine. Um, what did you guys think about Jamie handing off the penalty kick to Danny Rojas? I thought uh, it very mature. I don't think can you actually do that in soccer? Yeah, anybody can take it. Oh, yeah. you can. I mean, anybody who's in the game can take it. I no matter who gets injured, the injured person doesn't have to take it. Anybody can take it. Yeah, or the really fouled right. person. Right. Yeah. Oh, all right. Then I loved it. Um, yeah, I I was very happy with it. Because uh... I heard some people kind of being a little bit... Uh, because since Jamie had had such a proven track record with penalty kicks all season, right. apparently, right. even though we don't really see that. Right. <laughs> um, you know, the idea that he would actually give it up it, where it has nothing to do with ego. It's just sort of like a team thing mm-hmm. um, was surprising. But I do. Yeah, I think ending on the, the thing that started the season, which was, you know, Danny doing a penalty kick that kills a dog. Right. It was a nice full circle. It was very I thought it was very touching. And you have the new dog. And you have the new dog there. And football is life. God damn it. Oh, I love that. Um, I do. I, I will say when I when I watched that, I was wondering if, I mean, after watching it and the whole sequence playing, I was wondering if it needed a little 
like a little piece of like oh he's a little injured or he's limping a little bit and it's so it's a question of like whether or not he wants to take it because he thinks he can still do it versus you know giving it to another equally capable player who isn't hurt um but in the end i was kind of like i don't care i'm happy with it uh and i'm happy with the uh the maturity and the the team first mentality that it shows yeah. uh and also the fact that i don't I, I don't i haven't gone back to watch season one so i don't remember i don't know if this is an exact quote but it felt like uh when he said he said like it'll be fun or something right uh to, to danny like that's like the last thing he says before he walks off and um i think in their first meeting when they're like kicking the ball off the crossbar yeah like having their little impromptu competition that mm-hmm. um i think danny says something similar to him where he's like oh it's fun like football is fun right yeah um, and so i was just like oh that's nice that's nice yeah i did think it was because like danny was the first one who really intimidated jamie right because like i mean roy was intimidating in a different way but wasn't an actual professional competition right right because he was he was older at that point so right. danny was the first one to kind of threaten jamie's position on the field so i right. thought yeah like and you get the hug between roy and jamie at the end which was delightful that was great that was um, amazing all right let's get to the elephant what's the, the elephant? gray-headed <laughs> elephant oh god wait 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 wait! before we get to the oh, before we get to your your elephant um uh uh isaac isaac's moment was great oh with the believe sign oh oh yeah before we get to the elephant um (laughs) can i tell you my favorite moment of the whole episode not favorite but it was a minor little a favorite a favorite um after trent crim independent um talks to talks to ted and he like offers ted a ride and ted's like no that's okay and so the whole thing is you find out that that Trent um, resigned. It wasn't that he was fired. He was just like, I can't do this anymore. And so he's going to get a new job. And he should replace Keeley doing PR, FYI. Oh. But. um, Well, he was fired, but he he, he was the one who revealed. He he, revealed it on his own. Yeah. yeah. Um, That he like revealed the source. See, that sort of puts to bed that whole ethical thing. That his paper did take it seriously. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. He but like, he, he, I mean, he acknowledged he, that he did the wrong thing and basically got himself fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think that was a, even if he was fired, like he he did it. He was ready to be done with the job. Like he did right. it to himself. Right. Um, but my favorite moment is after they have that little talk, that little their little moment together, and Ted walks off, and then he goes to unlock his car, and he's locked his keys in it. <laughs> and I just, it was so unnecessary. <laughs> but it was like that final breaking down because you think that Trent Krim independent, like he has it all together. Right. And so you find out that he's given up his profession and then like, and it was the, to me, what got me was the knowledge that like if Ted had taken him up on the offer for the ride, he would have also been standing there when yes. <laughs> Trent realized he locked his keys in the car. Right. So no one was there to witness it, but like Ted could have and like mm-hmm. seen him. So I think they're humanizing him. And I do think, I think he's going to take Keeley's job next season, or I think he should. There was a, uh, that is a great idea. Um, there was a, uh, an interview that um, I think Bill Lawrence said, he, he said that both uh, Trent 
and uh, and the doc will be back next season. Oh, good. good. And we'll we'll good. have parts in the show. So good. Um, yeah, oh, she, she's not being written off. Her voicemail to him. Oh, it was so good. So good. Also, that moment between him and his wife, mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, Ted, you said too much, and then he he figured it out though. Right. <sighs> okay, fine, Nate. Nate, Nate, Nate. Ah, oh, the, the 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 speech he gave. I don't care how right he was. It was terrible. I mean, not. I mean, he was just awful. You mean you mean as a character? Not yes. A, no. Yeah. As right. a character, just mm-hmm. goddamn Jesus. Like his performance has been and continues to be yes. great. Mm-hmm. That is not. It is the so issue. <laughs> hard to imagine that character in the first season becoming this character, but it worked. Yeah, and I think it also works because we, as the audience, have knowledge that he doesn't have. Mm-hmm. So it's like we've been given enough insight into him to know, like, the root of some of his insecurities. Right. Like, stuff with his father, things like that. Um, Things that we never really were privy to in the first season. Mm -hmm. um, When he just seemed like a simple underdog. Right. But I think it's also the fact that, like, when he's accusing some of those slights that he's felt, because he never brought them up, Ted could never explain them. Right. And it's like the thing with the photo. It's like, we all know where that photo is. It's at home next to the picture of his son. Right, right. But there's no way that Nate knew that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like in that moment, you know, Ted isn't defending himself, but like Nate, you know, has the wrong impression, but like that clearly hurt him. Right. Other things that he has, you know, taken offense to, um, you know, it goes back to, yeah, like frankly, Ted has not been on top of his shit this season Mm -hmm. and we know why yeah (laughs) and i think that's also part of it where like you know if nate was feeling hurt and then he found out when ted finally revealed it like no i had a i was having a panic attack that would be the moment where you go oh all these things that i felt Mm -hmm. exactly yes i misunderstood like now i'm worried about him and and that nate never made that transition right um, but we all know, like, yeah, like, he, no, Nate, Nate may have been acting out and Ted was not giving him the, the attention, but Nate, Ted wasn't giving anyone the attention. Right. Ted was, <laughs> he was going through some things. So I thought it was, uh, you know, I think it was all really well played out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it means for like, if they're going to give him a redemption arc or if it's just going to be like, this is his true harder self. to give him a redemption arc as the manager of another team yeah but i mean jamie went um, to another team and came true. back mm-hmm. you know there i, I think, think we're Nate's setting it up back. as this big rivalry but who knows who's to say that a couple episodes in next season i don't think he will but yeah i don't i don't think he'll be coming back but i think that there will probably be i'm hoping there will probably be some version of a story where he comes to uh realize his you know, the things that he misinterpreted. Um, right. But, After his own panic attack. Maybe. Yeah. But but it's interesting because that, that's, um, it's a, it reminds me of a thing where like, you know, when you're, when you're at work and you're, and you're trying to, you know, trying to impress your boss, you're trying to do a good job. And it seemed like that, 
that like I don't have the same issues that that Nate does. I think uh, with like you know with my dad or anything like that. But but like I I understood that like feeling of like you just want to impress your boss. You want to do a good job, especially when you're like chasing this dream that. Uh, has eluded you for so long. And, like, for him, you know, he was a kid man for, I mean, they didn't say how long, but, like, probably a long time. And no one gave him the time of day. And he finally gets his chance, and he feels like, you know, he's he's on his way, and then, like, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's cut off, and it's like, oh, my God, you know, you spiral in your own head because this is your dream, and, this and like, to yeah. you, this is the most important thing happening in the world. And you don't, if you don't think about it, you don't realize that, to the other people there it's not even that they're not you know they're just not thinking about you because they have other stuff to do yeah and they have other things going on and in ted's case he had a, a lot going on yeah um, but um but it can get in your head and it can make you think oh my god i'm doing a terrible job oh my god they hate me they've turned on me you know you can you can get like you can find yourself in like a, that genuine paranoia um if you you know if you don't stop and realize they're like oh no that's another person and they have their own thing going on and they're really it's not even that they dislike me or like me it's not one or the other they really are not thinking about me at all right because they have and that's not a negative thing that's just they have other things to deal with well and you think like this is only he's only been elevated for one season right like you know it's a little bit much for him to assume that like he's on his meteoric rise it's like you just got a great opportunity now put in the work right um and i think there's something unique in what they're laying out with his journey which even what you're saying where it's like the paranoia spiral Mm -hmm. um i think like i've felt that i think a lot of people will you know kind of know that because like when you're when you have a boss like your your efforts are aiming up for their attention Mm -hmm. but their attention is over so many other things Mm -hmm. so it's easy to be like you know i haven't caught their attention Right. Whereas it, when that is your sole focus. Right. Um, but with him, and so it makes you self-conscious. But his very quickly turned to a type of bitterness and jealousy mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> and I think that, or, or that I, you know, I haven't experienced and, and a lot of us, you know, I would hope most of us haven't gotten to that <laughs> point. But you see it, I mean, it's with the torn Uh, belief sign it's the idea that like even on you know even though Ted was not being a great coach Mm -hmm. all season he inspired everyone else to work better right like it had nothing to do with his coaching like he had brought the team together so that they could manage themselves so that he could in that final moment like put ask them and they could make the make the informed decision on their own like that was what he had done and it has nothing to do with like the type being the type of coach that nate is envisioning right but it's you can see nate in that whole last episode just absolutely rejecting the the respect and worship he sees that ted gets that i he perceives that he's not getting right even though everyone has been trying to welcome him, it's just that he didn't want their attention. Right. right. So it was, it's all very sad and I can understand how it's happening, but also Nate, you should be better. Right. Well, the, the, the breaking point, I and mean, that was like the heart when Roy like was completely indifferent to the fact that he kissed Keely and just 
not threatened at all. And then that's, I think, what sent him over the edge. And I can see that. Yeah. Like, come on, fuck you. I kissed your girlfriend. <laughs> Why are you mad? Because he's not Jamie. Yeah, I did love that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I found it a little bit hard to believe, but I wish they had done something where you kind of have Roy acknowledge in some way that, like, him letting Nate off the hook, he knows it's the punishment. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish they'd made it a bit more conscious of rather than Nate genuinely not, or rather than Roy genuinely not being threatened, because I feel like oh. as much as I know Jamie is the bigger threat, Jamie didn't kiss her. Right. And I, I do wish, like, if Roy... I like that Roy made the play he did. I just wish it had been a bit more conscious of a put-down. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would require him acknowledging that Nate would be offended by that. And Roy has been completely oblivious to what... Beard being the only one that knows exactly what Nate's been doing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of an interesting play. Yeah. Oh, I also loved... Um... Uh, off of just on the beard reminder that reminded me of the opening and how he's he just like pretends he doesn't know yeah and he's like nope this is a normal morning nope no idea yeah <laughs> oh or the thing where Jane breaks up with him and then oh they're back on <laughs> <laughs> oh I know I was so hoping they would break up well, yeah. if she's still a writer on season three, they probably need to keep her around. Yeah. For, I mean, they'll figure out how to end that story at some point. Yeah, something will happen. Beard ends up with Keeley. I, I mean, I love Beard, but I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it would work. No, no, probably not. All right, so what are your predictions for next season? They win the Premier League. No, that's... That is what they've set up. Yeah. At, at least, you know. So, so, so far, they, they didn't... They did actually accomplish what uh, Ted claimed at the end of season two. So, or at the end of season one. So, they are technically on track to do that if they want to. I um, know. But I feel like the fact that we didn't really get that much of their journey, like, it all came down to this... But we mostly saw their losses until it was like, oh, they've tied enough games that they can right. get to this point. Like, so I'm a little bit like, I think they had to get back up to the Premier League or whatever um, in order to go up against West Ham. Right. But I feel like the last season is going to be like, they don't win the championship. They, they just beat, beat West, West, they Ham. Beat West yeah. Ham. That's right. a Friday Night Lights season four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be them preventing West Ham from Right. Um, That'd be good. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. That would be, that would be my guess. Um, Sam and Rebecca, do you think? I think no. no. I think that, I kind of feel like they actually have to, I, I mean, the, the way they did the best version of keeping him around where, they, um, he can stay, but they don't have to date. Um, and there can be tension, but I, I think, I don't know. I feel like they need to, even though I, I think that they've clearly set up the, you know, they, they've clearly set up the chemistry back in the first season. Yeah. Um, but I think that, um, 
I don't know. I feel it. It feels right more for Sam to figure out his path, which does not involve Rebecca. And Rebecca already made it and clear Sam. that she's got to figure out her path. Right. 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 All right. Um, Roy and Keeley. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I still think they are going to split up. They just don't make sense apart. I I think that there's going to... I don't think it's going to be a bad breakup, but I think it will be sad. All right, I'm going to split the difference. I think they will break up early on and reunite by the end. Mm. There will be a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I suspect that's what will happen. Um, oh, also, when... <laughs> during this when Keely put in her note at, or you know told Rebecca and they're crying and she, you know she's talking about how she's gonna go leave to start her own company and Rebecca goes like let me give you the one piece of advice like make sure you hire your best friend I was waiting for Keely to turn around and go oh do you think sassy's like available <laughs> um, which is my way of saying uh even if Keely doesn't hire Sassy. I hope we see more Sassy. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of hope she and Ted hit, like, why not? Interesting. Mm-hmm. You think that they should actually have a relationship? I think, yeah. I think so. They're I a think good couple. That, I think that um, maybe, like, I don't, look, I'm not one of those people that thinks everyone needs to be partnered up. Right. I do, for him, like the idea of one of the, the surest ways of him like really finally releasing the idea of a failed marriage or whatever um, is like, you know, moving on and trying a relationship with someone else. I'm not saying like, you know, if they do a, you know, a follow up 10 years later that they'd still be together. But I do Mm -hmm. think like, she also does look like a brunette English version of his wife. Yeah. And she's really great. Um, and if she's willing to put up with Ted, then yeah. <laughs> oh uh, no, all of I mean, all the I, I'm not saying that that he'd be dumb not to pursue. Right. It. I just mean that like, I don't know. I'm I mean I'm I'm curious because it feels like, huh? Well, it's it's interesting because I I wonder what is the, what's the, story that he needs to solve for season three, like for himself, because for because himself, actually yeah. a lot of a lot of his issues not that they're like fully resolved but at least he understands them now yeah and is willing and, to confront them now so right he's willing to confront them and and acknowledge that they predate his marriage like mm-hmm. i think that we kind of went into this season because the big reveal with him was that like his marriage was falling apart right and his like journey the first season was accepting that he needed to like sign divorce papers and right. like let, let her go right. but then it became like when he started having the panic attacks, it was easy to assume that like it was still like rooted in the the marriage. Mm-hmm. And so like finding out that like, no, it predates that. It's the sense of failure that he carries over from what happened with his father. Right. Um, so I think like there is, you know, what is the next step of healing? So he has, he's, he's acknowledged and he, he's unpacking and dealing. Um, and I think the next step would be like really trying again. I agree. So. 
Well, it's interesting because we all sort of like assume that, you know, it's the third season and we, it still feels like it's going to be a three season show, even though it's so popular, it they're probably going to. Right. But they've said they, they, they have to reload completely. Right. But they have at least publicly stated that they think regardless of even if even if the show keeps going, this there is a very specific arc that they've mapped out. Right. For so like that arc will be done by the end of season three. Yeah. But really that arc the, the arc the arc that makes the most sense is for Ted to go back to America at the end of that. I mean to me anyway. She's like he wins the thing and he goes back home. You can't leave your kid that long. I mean, I guess you could, but. But I think that's part of it. It's it's, and maybe you know if if this is a Mary Poppins and he has you know his time with this group is done and he's gonna go back and you know continue on his life. But I think that there is something to be said for he's been treading water with the assumption that this was temporary, mm-hmm. and and maybe is it that he needs to again part of releasing and moving on is like really really settling in in a permanent way Uh, you know he can see he's he can see his kid he can go back and visit he can whatever but there there is nothing even if he were to go home and move to the same town he could see his kid more but i think they're making a real point of like his kid is kind of like loves talking to his dad but like is okay is okay Mm -hmm. and his his ex-wife is okay and maybe part of this for with ted is like you know as hard as it is maybe it's maybe it's better if he's the fun dad who visits and who gives his kid a place to go over holidays Mm -hmm. and i think maybe that's something that we lost this season is that sense of like what is their visitation schedule what is their other than Zooms, like, how often do they see each other? Right. Because um, he is very much a family man, but I also... Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's That is a big question mark for me. Maybe the kid and the ex moved to London for some reason. No. That will... <laughs> no. <laughs> No, not 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 so that they could try it out again. Just so that they could be closer. Because no, they're why would no? I don't know. They would not. <laughs> I feel like as a father, I would not leave my kids in another country. Then for Ted would need to years. go back. Yeah, Ted would need to go back. Well, he it is weird because he right in the off season. Yeah, yeah, he but isn't soccer season like a hundred years? Well, they at least have six weeks off. Right. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think Ted goes back to visit, and I think that for sure, like, this was not supposed to be permanent. Right. But if everyone, if he realizes that they've got a happy balance, maybe that's okay. Maybe so. I don't know. I just feel like he's a, a little bit of David Schwimmer and friends with the kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But also, remember, like, he moved to London because that was what his wife needed. Right. 
um, it wasn't about the kid. It was about he thought like if he left, he could give his wife the space and that would that would fix their marriage. And it it didn't. So in in that sense, like what if the distance is actually what is helping them function as parents? Right. 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 That might end up being the healthiest version of that uh, yeah. relationship for all of them. Because if he's there, does he just fall back into being obsessed mm-hmm. and like forcing it too much? Like maybe the distance makes him keep a healthier balance. <laughs> I don't know. I want him to stay in London with his new friends. That's all I want. I agree. Um, I would be curious if Beard goes back. Oh. But I don't want that either. No. And Nate. Can jump uh, up my ass. <laughs> I look forward to seeing what evil antics he gets up to. Yeah. Um, um, that'll be interesting. What, who, so, so they, this is a question that I've been thinking about a little bit. Um, the, the show has operated on this model where the first face you see is the secret protagonist, right? So season right. one, it was Rebecca, season two, it's Nate. Uh, who do you, who do you think season three would be? Ted. You think season three is Ted? Mm, no, I think that season three will open against Rupert's team. Right, no, but I'm saying no, who's the, the first face you see? Because yeah. the first face you see will be the the secret protagonist. Like, not Ted is oh, always the secret. protagonist. But... I don't know if there's... You think it'll be a... I don't know. I'm just curious if, if you had someone where you're like, oh, I think it should be this person. Um, maybe it's Roy. Maybe it's finally Roy. Hmm. Roy would be good. I mean, Roy's always good. <laughs> Roy, Roy got a big season. He did, but he wasn't the secret protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see it being Roy or Jamie. He just since he was I the only one. I don't think it's Jamie. I don't. Who didn't get an Emmy nomination? I think it's Roy or Keely. Roy oh, or Keely? Keely. What is yeah. Keely gonna? Do? How is she gonna fit into the show if she's not working for the? I'm sure they'll figure That's it out. That's a question. But, yeah. Well, they did. They did tease the thing of like oh she can still do pr for the team right like her yeah. firm will do it so um what if what if they throw a curveball and it's higgins mm. uh mm. it won't be his uh. life seems too perfect i part of me wants it to be ted just because of like the idea that the show has always been about these other characters and not really him right and having it finally in the end be like okay fine it's it's Ted season. Right. Um, that would be okay. I'd be okay with that. But, um, or Sam. Although I don't know what, what the struggle is for him now. I yeah. think that's weird because he ended on a place of like a positive place. Right. So I don't know where he would go. Right. Also. He, yeah, he definitely went through a fair amount of growth. Yeah. Like, I don't know what his next kind of cycle of growth would be. Also, if you think about it, because like, so Nate proved to be the, so it's, we're calling it secret protagonist, but they really proved to be the antagonist. Right. Yes. Um, whereas like Rebecca starts out as the antagonist and becomes a, becomes a protagonist. So I think right. it's like, who is going to be the like, Who's either. The biggest change. Yeah. 
and 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 from negative to positive like who is going to be a hindrance to help or help to hindrance right right so in that case what if it was something like beard could be although i feel like beard by kind of like nature of his character he's never going to get right, so he's much a... screen time yeah i um, know but so actually in that model that makes me think it should be ted if that's your if that's your frame for it because then it's about what if he takes an antagonistic turn this season? Mm-hmm. He and then, becomes and then, so obsessed with knocking Nate down that it yeah. starts harming the team. Yeah. And then either has, maybe that's how he decides he has to go back or maybe he stays or I don't know what it is. But, but I also think there's something to be said because I feel like one of the biggest stumbling blocks that Nate is going to encounter is that he can't foster the kind of he doesn't know like he's good at the plays but he doesn't know how to foster the community of the team right and he ends up making them so upset that none of his plays make any difference Mm -hmm. like his team is so dysfunctional Mm -hmm. so it's like he learned the wrong lessons from ted right i wonder how much of that west ham team we'll see and if anybody goes over with them but they were very like i mean you look at just like that little snippet of practice at the very end of the of the episode and they're very evil like you know militant kind of precision uh, right but the, like what like if they're training yeah so i don't know i mean there, there's a part of me that like if ted does become the like if he starts screwing things up on his own like i i hope it's not the camaraderie because that to me is going to be the thing that sets right richmond apart from yeah you know what i realized we just we just talked about all of this and and cord lasselton's gonna listen and he'll just be taking notes yelling at his he's yelling no no he's gonna no he'll show up screaming he'll show up whenever rebuttals yes he'll have blow by blow rebuttals (laughs) we shouldn't we, we shouldn't release this this should be this part of it should be the secret episode. And well, we- but the thing is that this we're we're just talking about the finale, and that discussion I have a feeling will encompass other issues about like, you know, the whole of the series so far. Okay. So um, all right, um, including you know, how you how you view uh, you know season one versus season two and things like that. So uh, you know there there will be there will be plenty for Cord to be incorrect about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he when he gets up the guts to join us mm-hmm. mm. he keeps the guts down this <laughs> um, uh, feels like a good place to stop we've also gone I, I was when we started recording today i was worried where i was like oh no this episode's gonna be short never and worry about that short, no so, no it's not how did we do that i don't know i mean look it's gonna it's gonna be like a I mean, so, you know, some of that's preamble that will be cut out that no one will hear, but it's still going to be like well over an hour. So, um, um, we also didn't talk about what if. Oh my god, I forgot which, about what if. Which we didn't need to, but I'm just Wait, saying, like, it would have been an even longer episode. Quickly, what's the what's the? No, we don't know. No, you don't want to. Let's just leave them wanting. There. Right. Uh, I wrote up the finale on uh, pajiba.com. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> read about it. You should you should go read about it. But uh, yeah. It the whole season was connected. That's that's all that matters. All right. 
Um, yeah, everybody go go read uh, Tori's piece, uh, which I definitely read and know all about what she's written down, so don't even worry about that. Um, we'll be back next week. Succession comes back Sunday, Woo-hoo! which means that at least two of us will be talking about su- Succession and Tori. I might watch us, some of it. She'll, or she'll be telling us more about uh, her, uh, her Cowboy Bebop rewatch. I'll be complaining about the physics of wormholes as they relate to succession. <laughs> um, but yeah, and more TV. Uh, not Ted Lasso, sadly. But um, or maybe if uh, if Cord shows it, uh, it's it's face. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, that's it. We'll be back next week. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.